Welcome to CouncilCast, a podcast from Coalfield Development, where we highlight moments from our monthly gathering, Coalfield Council Day. It's a time for reflection, team building, and celebrating the personal and professional developments of our crew members. This is season two, episode two, highlighting our Council Day event on Friday, February 24th, 2023. This Council Day, the Coalfield Development crew traveled to Charleston for a day-long assembly at the state capitol, just as we did last winter. Over the course of the event, we met with state legislators, toured the Capitol Building and the Culture Center, received recognition from our state Senate, and hosted meaningful discussions about our goals for the year. CEO Brandon Dennison started with a brief welcome message. Welcome to Coalfield Council Day. It's a unique one. thought this would be a chance to lean into our citizenship theme and to learn a little bit about our state government and to uh, hopefully feel empowered as citizens. Communications Director Ashley Stinnett kicked off the first event by introducing several state representatives, including Delegate Evan Worrell of Cabell County, Senator Mark Maynard of Wayne County, and Attorney General Patrick Morrissey. Each speaker took a few moments to talk with our crew and answer questions, starting with Delegate Worrell. When I look at things from a workforce development standpoint, we're looking at every type of avenue to get people in the workforce quicker, career, ready-made level jobs, you know, we can raise families on, you can, you know, live in West Virginia and raise, raise a good family on a good paying job. So I'm really excited about the opportunities that have been developed with the Coalfield community and just look forward to good things. And I wanted you all to know that I'm here for you all. Senator Mark Maynard said Wayne County was very fortunate to be part of Coalfield's revitalization efforts like the Fort Gay project. Since September 2021, the revitalized team has worked to restore the old Fort Gay High School into a space for community activities and town offices as well as apartments on the second floor. In the state Senate and the legislature, we all come from different walks of life and we all bring a little bit of uh, a different outlook on things. And I'm proud to represent my district. Call myself a hard worker. I don't care to get my hands dirty. I love, uh, love what you all do by rethinking how we can repurpose. I'm all about being conservative with what we've got. And you know, many people would take that, that high school and mow it down and build a $25 million facility. But, you know, uh, to me, that's a waste of resources and uh, what you're all doing in the whole district, I really appreciate. Delegate Mark Ross of Wayne County, who is serving his first term in office, said he hopes projects like the Fort Gay Revitalization Project inspire more growth and development in the future. I have a strong connection with Fort Gay. I owned a farm there for a long, long time. My son actually is the uh, assistant principal there at Fort Gay Schools. I just want you to know that I support the issues that we're all facing, West Virginia is facing with economic development and stuff, and I think there's a real opportunity in Wayne County with some of the things that's going on that we can move to the front. Next, the crew heard from Attorney General Patrick Morrissey, who spoke about West Virginia's significance throughout our nation's history. I couldn't think of a better place to be than Friday morning to talk about economic development in Appalachia. And one of the first things I think about, and one of the premises that I focus on when we talk about economic development, is that coal communities have served as the backbone of our state for many, many generations. And there's so much that West Virginia has done to contribute to the development of our state, and also it's really fueled the growth of our nation. And I'm really grateful what you're doing because we know that economic development and attacking uh, poverty in our state is so central to our future. We need more of that here in West Virginia. Brandon concluded the morning's conversation with a nod to our 2023 work theme, listening, 
an acronym that stands for Leaning into Sustainable Transformations, Energizing New Innovation and New Growth. Though our personal values and alignments may differ from others we encountered throughout the day, we all have the ability to listen to others without judgment. What you'll learn about Coalfield Development is we are never going to tell you what to think or how to think or what's right or what's wrong. Those are your own decisions to make. In fact, we're always going to encourage you to take everything you hear from either side with a grain of salt to research all the different angles of the issue. But it's a privilege to get to hear directly from elected officials in their own words what they're working on and what they think and what their opinions are. The purpose is not to indoctrinate you or have you agree or disagree, it's to give you exposure and a chance to hear it. And then we have to become good citizens and we have to process that and we have to consider that and we have to compare that to other points of view and we have to make decisions as citizens, and that's a heavy responsibility. Following our morning meetings, our crew participated in a guided tour of the Capitol building, where Grace Welch, Capitol tour guide, led us through the rotunda, to the governor's office, and to the House and Senate chambers. Near the governor's office, we learned about each Capitol building that came before the current. Grace shared the story about one of the Capitol buildings located on Capitol Street and its fiery demise. Here we are, back in Charleston, back on Capitol Street. This building took up an entire city block. It had 80 rooms. It was the largest building in Charleston and certainly the largest capital that we had had. Unfortunately, they had so much room that they decided to store 350,000 rounds of ammunition, black powder, dynamite, and two truckloads of guns in the confines of the building that they had confiscated from the coal mining wars. The Blair Mountain Insurrection, as a matter of fact. That worked out fine until January 3rd, 1921, when the electrical fire broke out. After it hit that section, the building blew up and it burned for three days. Burned absolutely to the ground. Grace said the next Capitol building, which was built with materials similar to particle board, also burned down. These experiences, she said, convinced the state to rebuild with quality materials that could withstand the test of time. So three years later, they decided to have something that will genuinely last. So they hired Cass Gilbert from Zanesville, Ohio, with offices in New York, to start construction on this building in 1924. Three years into the construction of this building, the temporary capital burned down on March the 2nd, 1927, in a half an hour, to no one's surprise, making us marble happy and fire shy. Here we are today. Max Nybert, a RAPS trainee, said although he'd spent time in the Capitol, this was his first time touring the building. Yeah, I've been here, but I've never done the tour. And it was really cool to actually get like all the specifications on, you know, how much marble is here, how much gold is here, how much uh, everything weighs and how old it is. Because like this is a building where history is made, so I think history is a really important part of it. When he was in middle school, Max said he had worked as a page in the House of Delegates. He said he remembered delivering coffee and certain documents at the request of legislators during the session. Yeah, it was really cool. I was 11 or 12. Yeah, basically anything that they needed, they would just hit a little button and you would run up there in your little suit and tie and go back and grab whatever they wanted out of the back room. The Senate chambers were a lot smaller than I thought they would be. I've never, I was in the delegates when I did the page thing. I had never been in the Senate chambers. And they're so, so small and so intimate just because there are so few senators compared to delegates, like in our bicameral system. It was really small, but it was also very intimate and it just seemed like 
there would be very clear communication in there. And it was super nice, obviously. After our tour concluded, we made our way to the Senate galleries to observe the session. During introductions, Senator Mark Maynard of Wayne honored Coalfield and our crew from the Senate floor. Thank you, Mr. President. I would like to thank Coalfield Development for being here today. They do a great job in my district uh, revitalizing areas and, and revitalizing the workforce. So uh, please join me in making well. After breaking for lunch, we reconvened to host our monthly council hour, where we discussed the day's events, shared updates, and celebrated each other's personal and professional victories. And welcome two new employees, Melissa Wall, Programming Coordinator, and Opal Collinsworth, Payroll and Benefits Coordinator, and gave them staff hats. Several other crew members had celebratory news too. One crew member graduated drug court. Another, Amanda Whitlock, is applying for her graduation at Mount West. We also celebrated RAPS graduates Eric and Christian. Both will stay on as crew members. Kelly Crabtree, Chief Human Development Officer, invited their colleagues to say a few words about each graduate's growth and development. Casey McCann, Chief Real Estate Officer, said it was amazing to see Eric's demeanor change over the last six months. I've just seen just a, just a spark in your, in your face and your expressions of how just the opportunities that you know are there and that you're clenching on to you and you're just clenching on to those and just hanging on to it. And especially when we discuss just about the school, the opportunity, everything that, that's on your horizon. One back in just the first week of starting, one over the Fort Gay, I could just tell just your, your presence. It's just so much more in a better place. Kelly read a message to Eric from Josiah Hanna, personal development coordinator, since Josiah was unable to attend the event. Eric's courage and humility are the things that come to mind the most when Josiah thinks of this past six months. You have faced scenarios that would easily turn someone's stomach and cause them to become bitter and defeated. This was not what you did of Eric. You clearly showed grace in how you chose to face these challenges and you inspired Josiah and how you navigated them while also caring for those around you. Kelly Crabtree read a message from Jacob Hanna, Chief Conservation Officer, who commented Christian's progress over the last six months. So Jacob wanted me to convey that he is very proud of how well you've progressed during your time as a trainee. Your kind demeanor, unwavering work ethic, and positive personality has been such a welcome addition to the crew. Jacob is excited to see you take the next step as a crew member and shine as you set an example of what leadership can look like. Since joining Coalfield, Christian said he's learned lots of new skills, including how to change a track on a mini excavator. Though he tends to be on the shy side, Christian said it was very meaningful to hear so many of his colleagues share kind words about his journey during the graduation ceremony. I feel awesome. It was scary going up there. Like, I, I'm, not, I'm not good around people. But when people started talking about me, I about teared up. Christian said he was thrilled to be graduating and continuing his Coalfield career. He said he has many aspirations for this new chapter. I'm, I'm going to be a crew member and then uh, probably work my way up to a green hat or something bigger. And I'm also going to school for uh, auto technology, working on uh, engines and brake pads and stuff like that. Kelly also announced that Ethan Chandler, another RAPS trainee, will be graduating next month. Like Christian and Eric, Ethan has chosen to stay on as a Coalfield crew member. Though it's only been five months since he joined Coalfield, Ethan said the organization has already made a significant impact in his life and reshaped his expectations for the future. I get to start college um, and start on my degree that will further go into what I go for after I leave Coalfield. 
just to be more established than I am now, be a little bit more stable going long term, you know. And I think Coalfield has brought me to a place in my life that I can actually foresee a future, whereas before it was different. Ethan said he's never encountered a work atmosphere quite like Coalfield's, and that's one reason he's decided to continue on as a crew member. Mainly just the general atmosphere. You know, I don't think you're going to find a job that is so hands-on. I mean, plus there's a lot of pros to work in here. It's just like a, a family-oriented environment. Whenever, whenever they actually interviewed me, um, he's like, so you can take a little time to go over in your head if you want to accept or you can accept now. I'm like, I accept. It's kind of a no-brainer. Brandon then read the RAP's graduation message to conclude the ceremony. Christian, Eric, today you become a RAP's graduate. Congratulations on this significant achievement. Today we honor you. We honor your gumption, your grit, and your grace. During your time as a RAPS trainee, you've worked hard on projects that improve your community. You have thought deeply about how to care for yourself, but you also know that our deepest joy comes from serving others. When we better care for ourselves, we can better care for others. This is what the Coalfield Development vision actually looks like when it's made more than just a vision. Appalachian places and people unlocking their full potential, power, and purpose. Congratulations on becoming a RAPS graduate. In addition to the success of this graduation, we look forward to celebrating many, many more to come. Great job. Following the graduation ceremony, we hosted council hour. During the group discussion, we reflected on the day's events and the importance of being an engaged citizen. Dreama Buck, Professional and Academic Development Coordinator, said it was important to hear a variety of perspectives. I think it's also important to listen to people who have different life experiences and viewpoints than we do, um, because finding out what someone who is in a different position may think or feel or, or have experienced will definitely influence our beliefs and our opinions and what we want to fight for. Before we ventured to the West Virginia Division of Culture and History Museum, Brandon said he hoped that being part of the Coalfield crew made civic engagement more accessible. I hope by being a part of Coalfield, you feel like that's an opportunity to become a more engaged citizen. Um, so again, voting should be the bare minimum. You know, running for office would be a big commitment, but anybody can do it. There's a bunch in between of organizations you can join, you know, issues you can become educated about, involved on. But also at, at, at Coalfield, we are trying to make it possible for more citizenship to happen, to be educated about the issues, to understand what's happening in our local economy. And the whole idea of, being, of, of what you heard about at the graduation, you know, not telling you what to think, not telling you where to work or how to work, but really hoping that you'll figure that out for yourself uh, and that sense of agency and empowerment. So this place is intimidating. There are a bunch of confusing rules, but you came here today, you were recognized, you interacted with elected officials, your opinion does matter and it matters a lot. And the fact that you work in such innovative fields, doing such amazing work that inspires the community, it is noticed and that does affect the conversation and that helps you be a better citizen too. Following our tour of the museum, Melissa Wall, programming coordinator and one of Coalfield's most recent staff additions, reflected on her experience. I'm thankful that we have this opportunity here to, um, you know, just kind of enrich the culture of especially our Appalachian culture. 
and uh, so it's it's a wonderful wonderful place and I'm glad that our state has something like this to kind of highlight what's so great about West Virginia. February's council day was Melissa's first. She said she'd long been inspired by Coalfield, especially for their revitalization of her alma mater, Fort Gay High School. Two weeks, <laughs> two full weeks today. <laughs> I love it, I do. Um, I had been following them in the news and things like that through their press releases for you know, probably the last five years or so. And one of their projects that's very dear to my heart is the um, revitalization of Fort Gay High School because I'm a Fort Gay High School graduate. So that's what really kind of piqued my curiosity the most when I saw what they could do to a small town like my hometown. So I'm honored and privileged to be part of Coalfield Development now. Melissa said she's thrilled to be part of such an impactful organization, and she's looking forward to all of the exciting opportunities ahead. I just really want to promote the vision of Coalfield that, you know, we are rebuilding Appalachia from the ground up. And, um, you know, like I said, it's just a privilege to be part of this organization. I think they have a great vision for Appalachia. You know, I like, I like seeing my home state and especially the part of the state that I'm from, you know, the Appalachia Coalfields. Um, I'm glad to see them getting the attention and and the opportunities that Coalfield can bring. Thanks for listening to CouncilCast, a monthly podcast from Coalfield Development. This series is hosted and produced by JJN Multimedia. Subscribe to CouncilCast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to leave us a review. To support or learn more about our work creating resilient Appalachian communities and helping people unlock their full potential, power, and purpose, find us on social media or visit www.coalfield-development.org. Thanks for joining us today. We'll see you next month.